welcome to the show, uh, Living with Climate Change. Uh, this show is uh, the second part of the show on climate change and eco-spiritualism. If you haven't seen uh, uh, part one, uh, I suggest uh, please go watch that. Maybe help you understand this show a little more. But if not, uh, welcome. Uh, so, again, we are we are talking about how to live with climate change, how to cope with the uncertainty and the fearful projections of, of the future for our planet and our species and all the other species. And we hear nothing but bad news. Um, there is, uh, there probably is, there is good news. Uh, and I'm going to present some good news in, in future shows. But today, let's continue on with our uh, using spiritual principles in our daily lives to relieve uh, eco trauma, climate trauma, and these unpleasant feelings that we're having just from our own development of growing and thriving as human beings has now is seeming to going to lead to our demise in a way it's we are a victim of our own success that's kind of how I see it uh, anyway now let's I talked about the Tao Te Ching and A Course in Miracles and some other things in the last show if you're interested Now, especially in climate change, let's look at the way people are dealing, the, the division in this, on this topic of people. And I think we can see that it's based on the human ego. I think it partly enough that we should, uh, we should address this. Now, what do I mean by the human ego? Now, it's a, Kind of a general term, uh, but I will. I'm thinking of it in, in a way that, in not a good way, the uh, the part of of our human mind that is uh, an unpleasant entity. I would call it, I guess, the human ego, and it's throughout. Uh, Throughout time, it's been thought of, it can be seen as the devil or, or something that's evil or, or disease or a witch or all, you know, these things that uh, uh, I think that you can trace it. And that's kind of what it's, how it's been thought of in uh, the past. 
Um, but let's just say that it is the conditioned mind and it, it it's just a I mean everybody has an ego you've heard that and some are bigger than others I don't really mean personality I mean it's a it's the way that we see ourselves And we, and we don't want that to be uh, found out. Maybe one way of, I'm not sure that that's, no. It's, well, let's just look at it in, like in politics or, uh, well, like the, the human, human ego, it's always trying to, it's trying to be part of some, it's trying to separate be separate. I guess the extreme would be somebody that just wanted to be alone all the time and isolated. And it, that's my opinion. That's my experience with, I think that, and that is a, you know, that's something that we don't want. Uh, it's not fun. Uh, but it can be, the, so the human ego will do this in sneaky ways. And so let's just, if you have no ego, what, and I think that that you are in a very pleasant place, maybe just like a puppy dog or something. <laughs> uh, and if you see, when we see people that we don't think are very egoic kind of people, we're, we're attracted to them, but it's a, uh, it's, a, it's your own worst enemy, you know. I think people, I think you know what I mean. Uh, and so this is always something we're trying to fight. Uh, not fight, but we're, we're trying to deal with our own egos. If you're a conscious person and you're trying to better yourself and, and, uh, and become a better human being and evolve, some people are so lost in their ego they have no idea. And they're not, you can't reach them. So that's another problem. But the ego wants to be separated. So it wants to be, and it, a person with a big ego could be homeless. Or they could be president, I mean, of the United States. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter. And you could be very shy and have an ego. Uh, a, a big ego that is unpleasant to live with. Um so anyway, you can see this in CNN and Fox News, uh, the Democrats, the Republicans and nationalism and racism. And uh, uh, I think that's part of why people cling to these ideas and they're not willing to admit they're wrong or they're not. They don't bend and they just they will not. And I think we're seeing it in the world much more. I mean, I don't know how anyone can watch or anyone. Uh, I'm just that way. I've always been kind of an independent thinking person that I, I'm always looking at all sides of things. But so relating this to climate change, it's not, it's not going to be helpful in this dire uh, 
predicament that we're in, we are we are sharing a global atmosphere and world that is not separated. Pollution that is let out in one country travels to another and is in their food. And when CO2 goes into the atmosphere, it goes into all, it's all in one thing. So that's why I'm mentioning this and we need to be aware of it. Now, so in climate change, let's say a scientist has a, now they, so we have people, uh, accusing scientists of this, of, of maybe, so they're not, they are locked into this belief in climate change, so their, their data can't be trusted, and because they want it to be this way. Now, it could, I'm, it's a big world, there's many scientists, and there are outliers, right? The bell curve, and there's that in everything. So there could be, I'm not, I'm not saying that scientists are doing that. I'm saying that some might be doing that in some way and not even know it. But uh, just to my opinion, and I've been around scientists, that they're very ethical people. And they're least likely to be doing this. And, and I don't think they're very, they're not egoic people that would, uh, would lie. Now I know we, but I think overall it can be trusted, but that's another point. So that's the ego and we need to be aware of it. Uh, Uh, I just wanted to state that uh, it has something to do with uh, spirituality, of course. So, uh, let me change the topic a little bit, and let, now let's go. Let's look at another uh, kind of following up on the the last show. Let's look at another spiritual practice that a lot of people use that is called meditation, and. Uh, I don't do this in the traditional sense. I, I've tried it before and I don't find it. I, I just, it's not for me. Um, I can meditate just, you know, sitting in a room, uh, quiet, and looking out the window or something. And uh, I'm not uh, criticizing this, that, that type of meditation, but uh, I, in my, I think we should try to live in a meditative state all the time. But I, it's interesting. Uh, I like Alan Watts a lot, and uh, his his explanation of it, uh, if you can find it, is is wonderful. Uh, but he states that meditation is to is for us to know what is really what reality is, and that because human beings, we get confused uh, of what is reality. I think this is a very important concept 
that is relating to our issue. Now, how do we re how do we confuse the real world with uh, illusion? Well, it the real world is one thing, and then human beings have created a what he calls a system of symbols at language and mathematics and all these things that are supposed to represent what is real. And of course, we need these just for a practical basis to use for a structured uh, civilization. Understandable. But as he is saying is that we forget what is reality and what is reality. Um, and that's what you find in a deep, that's why people meditate, to empty their minds. And I guess really what it is, is what reality is, 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 the, is now, is the present moment what is happening in the exact moment that is all there is that is reality there is nothing else so just whatever your sense perceptions uh you know that's why you hear this gong and uh, no use incense so you can so you start using your sense perceptions to understand what is reality. And because, I mean, as people get so busy in their lives, they are never in the moment. They never, they're always thinking of the past or the future and just never in the moment. So they're not, they're missing the whole thing in a way. And so meditation is tries to get you there, but, if it's just isolated meditation, an hour of meditation, and then you run off running around like, you know, unconscious, then it's, I don't see the point of it. But, uh, and you shouldn't really do that to like, you're going to get something out of it. And I, I see people doing this all the time that if they meditate, you know, they're going to be rich or, <laughs> or it'll change their way they live or whatever. I mean, maybe that's true. But mainly meditation, the whole point of it is simply to be in the moment, in the present moment. When it's over, it's over. If you stop meditating and then sort of start worrying about the future or whatever, then you, you've lost it. Um, And to, so that's meditation and you don't need, you can, you can be this, you can, you can meditate anywhere and just be in the moment and really listen to things, really notice things, really look at things. And the worst thing is this, uh, the, the cell phone, smartphones, uh, 
just constantly looking at a smartphone. What you're doing is you're looking at a little computer all the time to distract your mind from the present moment. I mean, people are becoming, uh, I use the computer a lot too. Not really cell phones. I don't, if I'm out, I don't, I don't want to look at a little computer that's, I, I am on the internet with my uh, home computer a lot, but that's part of my work and things. Um, but as Elon Musk said, we have actually, we are like cyborgs already <laughs> with these computer, with these cell phones and stuff. But it's, I'm not saying it's bad really. Uh, you know, human beings are tool makers. It's just another tool, but don't let it take you over. Um, and then, so to mention the, the Bhagavad Gita, great book from India. And you maybe have heard this term, uh, karma yoga. Now that's a, that's a way of, and that's a good thing to practice and remember this is that uh, it's about being grounded in the moment, present moment, and uh, and doing and taking action. So it's about living consciously. And uh, Gandhi liked that it was his favorite part of the Bhagavad Gita. And see, you can see the same. So as you study these philosophies, you see the same things coming up. And so in Christian terms, it's the uh, live in the world, not of it. And in the Hindu, it's a uh, karma yoga. And it's in Buddhism and probably everything else. Um, so that's the, uh, that's just a, I love that, uh, Alan Watts, uh, his, uh, his, uh, I mean, if you want to know about, um, uh, meditation, uh, he's the great teacher of it. I can tell you that. So that's meditation and, uh, obviously it can be very helpful. So on the final, now to end this uh, talk on spiritual practices, and I've talked about it a little bit, this I think is one of the most important things, is living in the present moment. And we know our friend uh, Eckhart Tolle, his book, The Power of Now, and that's a big, that is the the foundation of his teaching and it's a beautiful teaching and so there's this idea of uh, to eliminate time from your life now what does that mean and now you've heard this. I you've heard this term enlightenment. 
and everybody's I mean even people that have that have uh, studied uh, spirituality and so much and that's it and I know friends and they're still trying to get to enlightenment and so what is enlightenment and I think you can follow the masters, listen to them, and really what you will find that that term is a big thing basically just for knowing that all there is, is now, is the being in the moment consciously and really understanding that that's the way it will always be, no matter what. Because we're always, we're going, we think we're going to go on a vacation and it's going to be different. We're going to, if we get this, we'll be happy. This job, this girlfriend, boyfriend. And there's nothing wrong with working towards things, but it's always in the future is the, the payoff um, but that's really what it is enlightenment is knowing that this is it and to really groove in the present moment um, now another thing I wanted to mention is this thing maybe you've heard uh, it's called Satori and it is like a flash of enlightenment. So it can happen to. That's what everybody's trying to get to. And if you try to get it, you can't get it in a way. But it can happen to people. You know, it's happened to a lot of these masters, Eckhart Tolle and these people, where it's just abruptly something changes in you and you have a bit uh, you're a you're it really changes you in christian terms that would be you would be saved i think i think that's what that is um but i think it's it's followed by extreme suffering so it, if you're suffering and uh from the human condition and it gets really bad and really bad and there's a saying that the teacher will when the student is ready the teacher will appear but somehow you will be and this thing cannot just the the realization of that all there is is the moment is now and uh you just and also at the same time you you recognize that that the ego dies and if these things happen at the same time a person can be completely transformed but it, it doesn't happen very often to people and it's usually and i don't know i wouldn't it can be uh, an, an, uh, unbalancing for a while, but it's a, it's a beautiful uh, experience because it, you know that you are one with everything. And it's an experience that you, 
you never are afraid anymore of death. Nothing will be afraid, be fearful anymore because it's so powerful. And all you just know that there's no reason to be afraid of anything, no matter what happens. But that's usually a very dramatic thing and it doesn't last. It fades and then your friend, the ego comes back. And uh, so it's always, you know, the ego is always coming in the back door. Uh, so it's a daily thing to deal with it. But that's kind of, uh, so I hope, uh, I just think that in the world now and the state of human development and our, where we're at, that I think these and their old techniques, uh, they still hold true. And they're the best way of dealing with our short stay on earth and as a human being. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a sad thing to see people uh, that, that are miserable and suffering in the world, especially over things that, uh, that are illusions. Um, I think that's a, I think I'm going to uh, wrap it up there and uh, I hope it's been uh, helpful to you. Uh, so next shows, we will go back down to earth in a way and start looking at some of the science of climate change and other issues in a more balanced way. I'm going to try to like the most important things. Obviously, you can't, I mean, you can't talk about scientific papers in depth, you know, but I hope that the channel will help uh, many people understand climate change and in a, in a rational, balanced way instead of this polarized way that I see it. And uh, so uh, thanks uh, for joining me. I, I hope it's been of help to you. And uh, I thank you for joining me, and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye.